Hey there. In the last episode of Barron's APUS History Podcast, we looked at how to identify and evaluate an argument in a source. Today we'll focus on skill number four, contextualization. Contextualization involves the ability to put something in its proper historical context. Understanding an event or document in relation to what else was happening at the same time, in the same area, or within the same long-term process. For instance, the AP exam might include a primary source that's a personal letter. Did that letter come from a teenage soldier going off to war for the first time in the 1860s? Or did it come from a president in the 1950s who had years of experience as a general? Those are two different contexts. Will you use this skill a lot? Yeah, every part of the AP US history exam requires you to contextualize. Part of this skill involves identifying when and where an event took place. There's a lot more to it than that, though. You need to be able to evaluate how an event connects with the broader historical setting. You need to think about how and why events or developments happen. Contextualizing a historical event means moving beyond thinking about that single event in isolation. You need to think about its time period and the historical developments leading up to it and those following it. Let's say the exam asks you to contextualize a letter or speech by a civil rights leader. Doing this means moving beyond what the letter or speech describes. You'll broaden your focus to include the developments surrounding the civil rights movement in the South, in the United States, and in the world. So then, contextualization means thinking about what happened at the same time as an event or primary source. It also involves thinking about what happened afterward. Is there more to it than that? Yeah, there is. In some cases, contextualization also involves thinking about the developments that came before the event or primary source. What would that look like when you're studying the civil rights movement? It might involve thinking about the economic changes in the South after World War II or the experiences of black veterans returning home. Why is the AP exam so focused on contextualization? Because the College Board doesn't want you to simply memorize and recite facts. They want you to prove you have a deeper understanding and the ability to see the bigger picture. Let's try. Suppose an exam question focused on McCarthyism. As you probably know, McCarthyism refers to the anti-communist movement of the 1950s. Senator Joseph McCarthy insisted that many Americans were communists, including people in prominent government positions. What might you include in an essay about McCarthyism to show that you can contextualize? Take some time to mull this over. You can answer this question in several ways. Anti-communist fears got stronger during World War II. So you can look at the time before McCarthy to put his actions into context. You can explain why many Americans were ready to believe in an immediate communist threat in their own government. You can also look at McCarthyism in the context of foreign policy. You could discuss the Cold War and the Korean War. McCarthyism happened during a time period in which people were terrified of the spread of communism. The threat of nuclear war was a constant presence, and that may have contributed to a general sense of unease. With duck-and-cover drills routine in schools across the nation, perhaps it's not a surprise that people were fearful. More broadly, you can describe McCarthyism in the context of what historian Richard Hofstadter called the paranoid style in American politics. Hofstadter wrote about heated exaggeration, suspiciousness, and conspiratorial fantasy. To put this into an even broader context, you could connect this style of politics to other movements in American history. 
These include the anti-Masonic party of the 1820s and 1830s, the anti-Catholic know-nothings of the 1850s, and the Ku Klux Klan in the 1920s. Do you see how you can consider one event in many contexts? When you're writing about context, you'll use examples and evidence to explain the connections. In fact, making connections is a separate historical thinking skill, and the one that we'll focus on in our next episode. Until then, 